Hello, I'm Dr. Lisa Belial, and you are listening to or watching Radio Maine. Today I have with me in the studio Andy Gelinas, who is an artist and poet who comes to us all the way from North Haven. Thanks for coming in today. Thank you. It was quite a journey to get here, wasn't it? Uh, not too bad. A boat ride and a little car ride. Well, I mean, you say that because you're probably kind of used to it, but for most of us who just like get on the car, uh, get in the car and then go up I-95, you know, it's a little bit more of an issue for you. Yeah, it's, it goes with uh, living on an island. How long have you lived on North Haven? Um, 15 years. And what was the original draw for you? Uh, pretty much the beauty of it, um, lobstering. Um, I just fell in love with the with it, you know. It's a, it's a wonderful community, um, very supportive. Um, yeah, it's a wonderful place to call home. Yeah. Where are you originally from? I grew up in Athens, Maine, which is a little north of Skowhegan. Okay. All right. So that's a very uh, so it's a very different kind of feel to it. You know, the Skowhegan area versus the North Haven area. Yeah, Central Maine has its um, upsides and downsides, I guess you'd say. Um, it's certainly um, a change, that's for sure. But I, I like it. I, I like it. We've already said that you're a poet. Mm-hmm. And you have with you so many poems, which I'm amazed by because I think poetry is incredibly difficult to write. Thank you. Um, and I'm wondering if you'd be willing to read one of your poems for me. Sure. Um, so I'll read this. This was from a, a, a quarterly that I got published in, in 2014. Um, it's called Unbroken. Um, Unbroken. If I should break myself today, unchained from every bird and bear, determined, unafraid to say, that I shall find the strength to wear. Whatever fortune, great or small, my maker has bestowed on me, by chance, wherever I may fall, I forge alone my destiny. Then I may find the eyes to see, beyond the trembling darkness. My will shall not yet conquer me, until I have shown my greatness. I will not yet abandon you, my heart, my soul, my memory. I will struggle and stagger through, until at last I shall be free. That's an amazing poem. Thank you. What was the inspiration for that? Sort of just uh, something to remind myself of, uh, I guess, um, inner strength. Uh, yeah. And why, why have you, what about your life has caused you to really need to draw upon inner strength? Uh, well, I was born with cerebral palsy. Uh, that might be a little um, underlying note to it, um, but... I, I, I've always been um, imaginative, and I've always, um, ever since I can remember, sort of like did rhymes in my head. And it took a while, but once I figured out what, what to do, um, it, it's become really fun. And it's a good uh, outlet and release to, to, to get stuff down and to get it out. For you, what has it meant to live with cerebral palsy? I don't really see it as an obstacle anymore. Um, I've, I, I'm a really determined person, and uh, it might take a little bit longer to do some things, but I find a way to get them done. So it sounds like the inner strength that you're describing in the poem is something that you've um, 
you've been practicing, you've been cultivating over years. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It sounds like you were a child when you started kind of creating rhymes in your head and poetry in your head. Yeah. So what were some of the things that you would write poetry about or create rhymes in your head about? What were some uh, of the subjects that caught your interest? Well, na- nature is one of them. Obviously love, once once I got old enough to realize what that was all about. Um, and then, like, I like to write about the, the, the passing seasons, um, uh, st- stuff that I see um, in, in my daily life that I can sort of put in little metaphors and sort of make memories for myself that I can go back and, and, and read and... and um, uh, I, I don't know. It it um, sometimes when when it's there, it just comes right out, you know. And it's, and and, it, it, and sometimes it's hard to get it out, but it's you know I'm ready for it when it when it comes, you know. And sometimes it comes in spurts. I'll write a whole bunch, and then I'll go stagnant for a few months. Um, but I think that's part of the creative process. So tell me about your writing process specifically. I know everybody does it a little bit different, and so. Do you get up in the morning and write? Do you write in between your other work obligations? You know, is there a specific time that you write or don't write? I mean, I, I'm just always fascinated to understand this. I keep um, I keep journals or notebooks or whatever, and I'm constantly, you know, adding stuff to it. It's nothing is usually ever dated, but I have, you know, and I'll go back to stuff and finish stuff and then start stuff over and. It, it, it keeps me going as far as, you know, something's always there that I can go and draw from um, to, to finish. Or, or, you know, there's, there's always a few ideas that are already down. Me, the last ideas I was thinking about. So it, it, for me, I like to just jot stuff down. And then when I have time or if inspiration comes, then I'll sit down and, and, and write. But, you, yeah, typically in the morning. Yeah, I think that's when most people are at their, you know, most tuned in time. So this looks like a kind of um, an old-fashioned kind of composition notebook. Yeah. 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 So for you, putting something down on paper sounds like it it has some some strength to it. I think so, yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've grown to see the digital age happen. Um, Having a touchscreen was a dream of mine, you know, going through school. And it's, uh, so, it, you know, it, it took me a while to even learn how to navigate a pencil. I used to break the pencil lead all the time, and it was frustrating. And But I, I kept going, and it um, writing is a very important um, life skill. I think people don't do it enough. Um, it, it, it It reinforces your ideas when you put it down on paper. It's... There's something to that. Um, it's your 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 intention goes in, into something, you know, and once you do that, it it changes it. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I mean, there's a lot of times where I'm sitting and thinking about things, and I, I think, hmm, there's an idea here I'd like to come back to, and and I and I will. I'll pick up a piece of paper and a pen, and I'll put it out there. And there's something about it that kind of just, I don't know, it creates like a little pathway in my brain. Like, yeah. it's, it's right there. I'm going to come back later. I'm going to kind of play that out and see where it goes. Yep. I think it's important. I mean, it, it it's how um, thoughts can become powerful, but you have to sort of reinforce that, right? And, and writing it down is one of the ways you can reinforce a thought, right? 
so it it does help you know in addition to being um an artist of words you're also an artist of other sorts and you've brought some of your works here today specifically some of your paintings yes so talk to me about that how did you get into painting i've been painting for uh 25 years at least um I just started one day with some pastels and started drawing and wanted to keep going on it and and just figured it out and one thing led to another. I had a couple good, you know, sort of coaches uh, along the way and um, yeah, 20, 25 years later, I'm I'm doing pretty good. And pastels are not always easy to use. It gave me a good base of of what to. Um, what to do as far as drawing with color as opposed to just drawing with, you know, um, shades of, of black and, and gray. Like, you know, it, it, it trained me a little bit, I think, um, for the next, you know, things that I would get into, watercolor and then oil paints and stuff like that. So the piece that you brought here today, what, what medium did you use for that? That is an oil painting, and it's on canvas board. And it's actually a scene from North Haven. It's it's um, Crabtree's Point looking down towards towards town. Andy, would you be willing to read another poem for us? Sure. Um, so this is a sonnet. It's called Flowers. I try to tell myself that it's okay. Tangled up dust floating in a sunbeam. Nothing fancy about an old bouquet. Falling apart like a broken down dream. Casting long shadows in the morning sun. Beautiful and bright, swaying in the breeze, gracefully gathered up there, one by one, in a field nearer to some old spruce trees. I see the seasons now come and depart in an old summer cottage tucked away, where I'm no closer to finding your heart, in a chipped crystal vase of green and gray, of flowers fading like a memory, forgotten like a love. Lost out at sea. That's intense. Thank you. <laughs> Was it inspired by a love interest, perhaps? Obviously, there's metaphors in there, but I actually think I was trying to describe a, something in a, in a, that I'd seen in a little, you know, cottage. Uh, you know, uh, one of the first places I painted uh, when I got to North Haven was a little cottage on the shore of Banks Cove. And it reminded me of sort of that, you know, time passing by and a bouquet of flowers just watching it. So it sounds like more a, a, a kind of a theoretical love that, that may have existed in this cottage that, yeah, that inspired yeah, I think, you. Yeah, I think that's more, more accurate, yeah. So why the sonnet as a form, and, and why do you choose any particular form for your poetry? I have always been fond of rhyme schemes and... Structure, I think it's a, it's like a game for me to sort of fit things into a, a pattern, um, and and it's I've actually it's easy for me to sort of like write in iambic pentameter. I just I, I, I it just comes out in, in, in that way sometimes. The rhymes not so much, but da 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 da. You know, that's easy for me to just sort of like you know nail out. 
So you said that you had people that maybe mentored you or worked with you or maybe taught you. I mean, that when you had an early interest in poetry, there must have been somebody who sat I, down and said, this is iambic pentameter. This yes. is a sonnet. I, all my teachers, um, uh, most of them still follow me on you know social media. Uh, uh, Mrs. Blaisdell at Madison High School was, was integral. Um, I had uh, a professor at the University of Maine, Constance Hunting, um, she was wonderful. I think I was one of her last classes. She passed away like two or three years after um, I'd gone there. Um, she was wonderful. Uh, yeah, just and I have people that give me good feedback. You know that I can always send something to, no matter if I, you know, it's something that I might have just wrote. I can send it to someone, and I know it'll get read, and I'll get some honest feedback. Um, and that's sort of good. And then sometimes I'll make changes, sometimes I won't, but it's, it's that for me is a nice release too, as far as getting stuff off my chest or, or what, whatever the thought is, it's, it's nice to get it away, you know, and uh, have it appreciated too. Yeah. I think having somebody who's, who's giving you the gift of reading your work, Mm -hmm. I think that's really powerful. It is. Yeah. On the off days when you're not painting and you're not creating, you're not writing your poetry, what what do you do for work? I work at the golf course on North Haven, a little nine-hole course. It's a, we're since 1916. Um, there's just a couple of us that work there, um, so it's it's pretty time-consuming in the summertime. But it's a, it's I couldn't have asked for a better uh, day job. It's it's wonderful. I get to be outside all the time. Um, mowing the grass. This summer was quite a bit of mowing, but it uh, the course stayed green for the first time in memory for most people. Um, and I get to play golf, which is great exercise, and it uh, keeps me active. And, and yeah, it's wonderful. And I have other hobbies too, but it, golf is the it's become a nice a nice side job. Were you playing golf before you get this got this job? Yeah, I I played golf in high school. Um, and it just it worked out that they were looking for someone, and, and this is eight years later. Um, and I'll, I'll be there again next summer. I mean, it sounds like a perfect job for somebody who likes to play golf. It is, yeah, it is. And also somebody who likes to think up rhymes in his head. Well, I've got plenty of time on a on a lawnmower or a tractor just to think, and um, that is it is um, sort of a blessing to have that free time. Just to, it's it's monotonous, but. It does give me a lot of time to think about things, yeah. So when you were growing up and you were interested in poetry, did you ever think, someday I'm going to be a poet, someday I'm going to be an artist? I think so, yeah. I think I willed it to happen. Um, but it's it, it took a lot of, of, of time. The art thing, you know, I, 25 years of doing it, that it's, and I'm just getting to the point where I, I'm comfortable um, writing, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you don't necessarily know that you're going to, where you're going to end up when you start, I should say, and um, yeah, I think the whole way through it, I was I was uh, pushing myself, but, you know, to become, you know, a good writer and, and a good artist. And did you have anybody in your family who was uh, an artist of any sort or a writer of any sort? Uh, my grandmother was a was an oil painter. She didn't she didn't paint very many paintings. She um, she taught herself uh, with paint by number, and um, but her paintings were beautiful. 
And so, yeah, I grew up looking at, at, at artwork uh, for sure. Um, and that helped. Yeah. During the winter, when you're not working for the golf course, is that a time where you find yourself writing more or creating more? Yes, yes, yeah. I try to get as much um, work done in the winter as I can, um, especially if I know I'm going to have a, a show or something like that the following summer. Um, and it's it's a great time to do it. And it, it everything's slowing down and it's peaceful. Um yeah, it's 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 a nice um, end of the season to just kick back and relax a little bit, and then get back into painting. So I know you've had your poetry published, and obviously people could could buy your poetry and yeah. publications. But it sounds like you're also out selling your art. I actually have work uh, in Portland right now at um, Uncharted Tea, and it's at 662 Congress Street. Um, and next summer, I'll have another show on North Haven. Um, people can find me through on Instagram, Andy Jolinas Art. Um, it's pretty easy to search that. Um, but it, it, I'm in a good situation where I'm almost out of inventory, and it's 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 a wonderful feeling to know that when I do something, it goes, and it goes to appreciative you know places. Um, the success side of it is just a bonus. Um, basically, when you, it's good to know that they're they're going well. I, I'm lucky to to be able to say that I can I paint pretty paintings that people like to have. Like it's there's a lot of good art out there, but it's hard to have you know customers for them sometimes. And and I just found the perfect niche on uh, on North Haven. So the people who who buy your art are these people who visit North Haven, people who live on North Haven, you know, who, 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 what would one of your art buyers look like? Friends, family, yeah, uh, the many summer residents, um, many local residents, the, the, the whole community is a very, very supportive um, place for any sort of creative process. We have a community center that um, anyone can write a play and put their, you know, in, in the one-act play, um, uh, contest that they do in the spring. Um, it's Waterman's Community Center. And that was the first place that I had a show um, on North Haven. And it was, you know, friends saw that I was, you know, getting a little bit better and, and um, uh, get asked and had a show. And it wasn't the first time I'd had a show. I'd, I'd have show, I'd had showings before, but it was the first time on North Haven. And slowly over time, I got to know just about everyone on the island, the summer community as well as all the you know year rounders, um, and I have a lot of fans out there that that really support me, and it's it's a wonderful feeling um, to have. Um, but I'm trying to get work in other places, um, like I said, I'm trying to get stuff down in more, more places in Portland, maybe Rockland, um, Camden's. Um, but it's a slow process. It's And do the pieces that you do, I mean, you've described one of these as sort of a of place, a very specific place that's actually on North Haven. Are they all in that same kind of vein? Um, no, some of them are. I, I, I can, 
I can paint the Camden Hills without thinking about it. I, I can. There's certain scenes that I just have like in my, my, my ingrained in my memory. So it, for people that see um, what I've done, they recognize it as something. Oh, I, and they'll tell me, oh, is that this place here, or is that? It might be, but it, for the most part, I just pull it out of my mind. And it, it, sometimes I have a directive where I, what I want to do, if I want to paint pulpit rock, or if I'm going to do this or that, and I'll do. Um, painting some photographs once in a while if it's a commission. Um, but I have more fun just winging it. I know that at least one of our artists, I believe, has a North Haven connection. Do you have friends on North Haven who are also artists? Yeah, I mean, I, I know Eric Hopkins, um, um, David Wilson. Um, there's a few of us. Uh, as far as in my little friend group, not so much. I mean, um but it's in the summertime. There's there's a lot more going on, and there there's um, more people t- that that you know that take part in that. Um, we had uh, there's a annual fundraising event that the the North Haven Library Association does, and and um, I'm always big about trying to make sure that I get a painting for that. Um, um, we have. Um, an elder care place that is wonderful, and they have an, a silent auction. I, I always try to put something in to, to, to donate forward, you know, and and those get gobbled up real quick. So it's it's that's a good feeling as well. You know, it's a double whammy because you're raising some money and it's going to a good home. You know, so. Have you ever seen any of your pieces in anybody's house that you've been to? You said friends and family, so I'm oh, assuming yeah. your family members must have some. Yeah. But what about other people that maybe you don't know as well? Oh, it's always exciting when I walk into a house and see something I've done and I hadn't remembered or remember doing it. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I always get a kick out of it. It, it, it's, um, it's wonderful. It's, uh, I, I think probably 300, maybe more than that. So they're, they're out there and, uh, many homes on North Haven have, have my paintings hanging in them. So it's it's a what's a nice feeling. So it's probably more often than not that you walk into a house and you see one of your pieces out yeah. there. Yeah. That's pretty cool actually. It is cool. Yeah. yeah. How far is it from the mainland to North Haven on the ferry? It's twelve and a half miles. It's about an hour and twenty minute ride. So when you're on the ferry, are you creating? Are you thinking? Are you what do you use the time to do? Um Depends on what I'm doing that day. If I'm going to go run errands, sometimes I'll go through my notes, you know, shopping list, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you obviously you could. If it's a nice enough day, you could take a nap. I mean, there's there's certain things you could do. Um, but if, if I'm in the creative mind, uh, yeah, I will totally like jot notes down and, and do some writing. Yeah, I think it's such an interesting, it's such an interesting notion that there's really. You couldn't do anything other than be on this ferry. It is absolutely yeah. the only way, yeah. unless you have a boat, I guess, that, or I guess you could take the plane. But this is most, most of the time, this is mostly the way that you're going to get back and forth to the island. And you just have to be patient mm-hmm. because it's going to take what it's going to take to get back and forth. That's right. Yeah. And once you're out there and say there's a storm and the ferry doesn't go for a couple of days or a couple of runs, that's when you realize you're really in a good community because... Everyone sticks together. Everyone's looking out for each other, and it's um, it's it's great in that respect. Um, do you still get back to Athens? Um, yeah, I do once in a while. Yeah. 
you still have family over there? My folks live in Skowhegan, yeah. So, yeah. And my father is my framer, so I see him very regularly. So and it's a whole family business. It's Yes, I'm very, very, very lucky to have um, um, my father to help me with the frames. I, I get handed like a, a three-pack, <laughs> and then he'll give me the canvases to go with him. So it's... I'm in a good spot as far as that goes. I just got to keep keep busy. So it sounds like you feel like you have a very supportive group around you that's encouraged you to continue to do your art and your poetry. Most definitely, yeah, yeah. Well, Andy, I'm I'm really thrilled that you took the time to get off the island, take your very long ferry ride, and then drive all the way down here and sit with me today and read your poetry and bring your artwork. It's um, it's really been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've been speaking with artist and poet Andy Gelinas, who you can find on social media on the websites that he has described. And also we will put his information up on our website so that you have access to that information. I encourage you to um, learn a little bit more about the work that he does and his, and his beautiful poetry. I'm Dr. Lisa Belisle, and you have been listening to or watching Radio Maine. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for joining me today, Andy. Thank you. It was a pleasure meeting you.